Praise the Lord. Today we'll continue in our series, How to Be Rich. How to Be Rich. And um, today we, last week we looked at good news, bad news. Today we are looking at the deceitfulness of riches. And we explained that this series is not about how to get rich. This series is about how to be rich. It's not just semantics. Totally different things. Totally different things. Now, by now you are familiar with your neighbor. You've prayed for them. You are now friends, I hope. I want you to ask them this question. I'll paint the scenario and you ask them this question and get an answer. And you two must give an answer. If you had an uncle and when he died, he left you in his will $10 million. So says, oh Lord, Every or such uncle. Please call them home quickly. <laughs> After all, they will be in a better place. On one condition. And the condition is you must give that $10 million away. The question is, you must give it to a recipient. The, the question is, who will you give it to? Answer the question. Yeah, quickly. Quickly, 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 quickly. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, okay. I'm sure we have our answers by now. We have our answers by now. So, um, what did your neighbor say? Tunji, what did your neighbor say? No, no, you are passing him, you are passing him. Not you, your neighbor. What did your neighbor say? She said, um, an orphanage. Very spiritual. Good. What did your neighbor say, sir? He said he would give it to his mom. <laughs> to her mom. <laughs> Let's keep it within the family. <laughs> um, from there, let's take, let's take. What did your neighbor say, my sister? What did your neighbor say? Wait for the mic, please. My neighbor said he would give it to God. You give it to God. Okay. Very spiritual. Um, what did my neighbor say at the back? What did my neighbor say? Okay, she says she will take out some. <laughs> and then out of the ones she took out, she will give her tight. Then she will give the rest to the orphanage. 
That is not the instruction. <laughs> that is not the instruction. Thank you, Shego. Now I know you guys are not my friend. None of you said you would give me. <laughs> the choir said so. I love these people. Praise the name of the Lord. No, 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 I'm joking. Now, the truth is, give your mother, most people would say, I'll give my son. He said, I'll give his daughter. Uh, I'll give my mother. Uh, I will open an NGO and I will give to that NGO. <laughs> give it to the orphanage, it's fantastic. Give it to God, it's fantastic. Give it to any other individual, it's fantastic. But the key thing is that we struggle when it comes to large amounts. As we are going to see today, we struggle. A lot of people struggle. And for the benefit of those that were not here last week, I encourage you to get the CD. Um, it's for, the message is for free. Or if you want to download it digitally, you know, and listen to it. We said that the, the, the good news is that what? You are, you are rich. And the truth, there's a truth to that and there's a fact to, it, to that. The truth to that is Jesus became poor so that we through his poverty can be rich. I checked all translations. That's what rich means rich. It doesn't mean anything else. It means what? Rich. That is the truth. The fact is, you, a lot of you, most of us, most of you, you are actually rich. And I, and I explain, if you are earning 50,000 naira a month, you are in the top 21% richest people in the world. Top 21% richest in the world. 50k a month, naira. If you are earning 100k a month, you are in the top 14.5%. Richest. <laughs> if you are earning 200 k more, you are in the top, I think, 11%. So which means that there are about 6 billion people. You are richer than 6 billion people. So the issue is not how to get more. Why? Because that's the moving goalpost. We need to learn how to be rich. And we, ex we, 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 we read together that if we don't learn how to feel rich, can you put that up? Okay, let's, let's read together. I want to go. If you don't learn how to feel rich, you will never have to act rich. So you will continue to struggle to, to get rich that you already are rich and you never learn how to be rich. If you don't learn how to feel rich, how to be grateful for what God has blessed you with, if you don't learn how to live in that abundance of gratitude of heart that is overflowing, you will not learn how to act rich. Your attitude will be stinking will be at variance 
then you continue to struggle to get rich. And this is a rat race, just keep going and struggling and struggling and struggling. And you never realize that you already are, are rich. So you never really, really learn to be rich. And we're saying that the bad news of being rich is that, yes, the bad news is, the good news is that what? You are rich. The bad news is, is, is what? You are rich. It's good news and bad news. So why is it bad news? Because it's harder to depend on God when you are rich. It's harder to depend on God when you are rich. You don't ask God, should I travel or not? No, no. A lot of people, not everybody. They don't ask God if they, they should travel or not. They buy the ticket and say to God, clear the way. It distracts you from true priorities. And number three, we said, it's, it's, it comes with great responsibilities. And today, the sickness of riches, our text remains um, 1 Timothy 6, but we are taking only verse 17 this time. 1 Timothy 6. It says, teach those that are rich in this world, that is you and I, praise the name of the Lord. Everyone say, I am rich and I'm grateful. Is there a prophecy? Say, I am, I am rich and I'm grateful. Say, Pastor, but that sounds like a prophecy. It is not. Say, I am rich, I am rich. And, I am and I am grateful. Amen. So, teach those that are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in, in God who richly gives all things, all we need for our what? Why does God give us riches for our what? Enjoyment. God is blessing you so that you can have a good life. But God is saying, don't depend on it. Praise the Lord. So we are going to say this together. God has blessed me with more than I need. I am grateful. I am rich. But I will not trust in riches. But him who richly provides for me. Amen. Why? Because riches are deceitful. Rich, riches are deceitful. Deceitful. Why? Because wealth is deceitful because wealth promises what it can't deliver. Wealth promises what it can't deliver. Wealth promises a good marriage. But wealth cannot deliver a good marriage. You know, if you think, if I have more money, my marriage will be better. Guess what? Let me tell you in a very simple way, you have been deceived. He says, but pastor, I mean, we are only agree about money. Guess what? If money is not an issue, you look for something else to argue about. Money promises 
but cannot deliver. Money promises happiness and joy, but while money can deliver instant happiness, money cannot deliver consistent happiness, which is like joy. Money can't deliver joy. It can't. Well, money can promises to, to deliver peace of mind. Money cannot deliver peace of mind. There are many people that have money. Their minds are in turmoil. Money cannot deliver peace of mind. So it's deceitful. We, God, God blesses us with it, but God is saying, be careful. Why? Because money is deceitful. Praise the Lord. Money cannot, for, for some people will feel, if I have enough money, then I will have the respect in my village. Then you get the money, you get to the village, they don't respect you. They say that what? That you're a thief. That you stole the money. So everybody begins to call you a thief. And you're like, I didn't steal the money I work for. They say you're a thief because they are jealous. Then you find out that the respect you don't have. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Matthew 6.24. Matthew 6.24. And if you look at the, the, the words of Jesus, if you do a research on, on Jesus, Jesus spoke about money more than he spoke about heaven. Why would Jesus speak about money more than he spoke about heaven? Simple. Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6, 24. It's not because heaven is more important than heaven. It's because of what is revealed in Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one, everybody say no one. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and you will despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You see, Jesus did not say you cannot serve God and Satan. Jesus knows that Satan by, its, by itself is not for m most people whose brains are together. Satan is not um, desirable. Praise the name of the Lord. So he did not say you cannot serve Satan and 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 you cannot serve God and, and Satan. No, 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 no. He said you cannot serve God and money. Why? Because money is the number one thing that rivals God in our hearts. More than Satan. Money is the number one thing. If God can deliver your heart from the love of money, God will have delivered your soul from hell. Should I say that again? If God can deliver your heart from the love of money, God will have delivered your soul from hell. Praise the name of the Lord. So, Jesus spoke that often about money because it has the propensity to hold our hearts captive. And I'm praying today that every heart that has been held captive by money 
God will set free in the mighty name of Jesus. God will set totally free in the mighty name of Jesus. God wants you to be free. And you see, many times, the reason we like naturally fall into that trap, if you will, is because of how a lot of us are wired. For instance, I discovered a long time ago that when they say, oh, it is not in the winning, it's just in the participation, I discovered that it's a lie. I thought to myself, how come they don't give everybody first prize if it's just in the participation? You know, I could remember a long time ago, I was in a, a secondary school, my first secondary school before I changed, you know, um, to ISL, I was in command, in Paja. And in command, in Paja, I was in form one. And, in form, and the junior race is from form one to form three, right? Senior race is from form four and five and all that. And we had four by 100, four by 100, you know? And somehow I was with the team for my house. I was year one. And we won the four by 100. And I saw respect on people's faces. When I entered the class the following day, people were looking at me differently. I said, hey, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. When I was, I think I, I, think I ran the last leg. All the girls by the side away shouting my name. Oh, I felt like heaven. I said, hey, how can you Hey, I just allowed you guys. You know, because I, I just, so when we come, to, when we hit life, we, we, we begin to deal with money like that. And because money largely to the world is a benchmark for success. Praise the name of the Lord. So we begin to say, <laughs> I have to be wealthy, right? It is not in the participation, right? You cannot come home and be scratching your head to your wife. Give me money for baby food. You are scratching your head. Oga, wake up. So inevitably, we begin to chase down money. And we begin to chase money. I begin to chase money. And money becomes our God. Because that's which you chase after. That's where your affection lies. If a man loves a woman, he does what to her. He chases her, right? If a, <laughs> listen, single lady, a guy promises to marry you, he wants to marry you, right? But he doesn't chase you. He doesn't love you. Men are designed to chase. You say, oh, I, I was tired. I was busy. Uh, God will provide your own husband for you. He is not the man. So, what we chase after Pursuit is the proof of desire, someone said. The proof of desire is pursuit. 
You don't love your wife if you don't chase her. Am I treading on dangerous ground? <laughs> okay, maybe I should leave that place very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. So, when, when, when we, and God says, pursue me, God wants you to chase him. Why? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, how do I know? He says, oh, but Pastor, how do I know that I'm pursuing after money? That is, how do I know that I'm, I love and I trust money? How do I know? I, w- I, w- I want to check my heart. For some of us, we already know. So, someone has ended. Just repent. <laughs> but for some of us, we're in a place where oh, you need a tool that can continue to check I can continue to benchmark on as you go on as God begins to bless you because he will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. And believe me, he will. Because if we expand your coast mightily in Jesus' name, you want to say, how do I know when I am loving money, I'm trusting money, I'm chasing money, I'm pursuing money? I'm going to give you three things. People that love and trust money do these three things. Number one, people that love and trust money they never have enough. I said, Professor, that sounds like me. Correct. They never have enough. They never have enough. Think about it. I have never, I've never felt I have had enough money. You have been deceived. I'm, I'm talking to myself too. I had to break out of this thing. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 5, 10 says, those who love money will what? Will never, there's one characteristic of those who love money. They will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true riches. How meaningless. Now, pause for a moment. You have, you have, let's say you have $10,000. You have $10,000 in your account. There's someone here that feels, if I can just get $5,000, that we have enough. But you have $10,000 and you don't have enough. Praise the name of the Lord. What am I saying? Am I saying be complacent? No. You know, the Bible did not say godliness with complacency is great gain. That's not what I'm saying. But the Bible says godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. What is contentment? Contentment is this is what God has provided for me. I am grateful. You cannot be grateful if you're, if you're, if you're not content. If you're saying thank you to God and you're not content, you're, you're deceiving God. The gratitude only comes when you're content. If a husband eats and is full and happy and satisfied and he says thank you, right? That is because he's content. If he's not content, there's too much salt, there's too much pepper, there's too much water, there's everything is just jamming each other. 
If he says thank you, it's out of courtesy. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, we, and God wants you to live a life of gratitude. You cannot be grateful if you are not content. What's contentment? This is what God has blessed me with. I am grateful. And you see, if God can, can get us to be content with our money, guess what? You'll be content with your spouse. Some people are not content with their spouses. Oh, I wish my husband had chests like, uh, oh, I wish my wife was a size zero. <clears throat> I say size zero. I say, is there anything like that? I say, ah, pastor, there's size zero. There is a, I didn't know. I thought it was, uh, anyway. I'm like, be content. There's something we teach people when, they, when people go through marital, pre-marital counseling. We say to them, when you get to your wedding night, after the wedding brother has gone, and you open the package, everything you see, just say, this is my portion. <laughs> just say, this is my what? Just accept it that this is my own portion for the rest of my life. If you are clapping for Jesus, that's a good place to clap, really. Because, listen, because if you do that, adultery will be a thing, it will not even be an issue. There is fat there. Oh, that is my portion. It will help your, it will even help your intimacy because your spouse will be comfortable around you. She will not be, or he or she will not be too self-conscious. We just know that they are accepted. But when you start saying, ah, you are getting fat, too. ah, yeah, something is wrong. I'm not saying we should challenge ourselves to be healthy. I'm not saying we should challenge ourselves to be better. I'm just saying, be content. Everyone say, be content. Back to money now. Back to money. Back to money. Back to money. Do you know how much money you need to be satisfied? I can tell you how much money you need to be satisfied. You want to hear? more than you currently have. And when you have it, do you know how much money you need to, to be satisfied? More than you currently have. Then when you have that, do you know how much money you need to be satisfied? More than you currently you can get this message, there's no amount of wealth God cannot bring your way. If you can get what I'm teaching today, this series. Godliness with contentment. I am totally, by the 
grace of God. I am totally content. Say, Pastor, how can you, how can you not be content? <laughs> but guess what? <clears throat> I've always been content. When we're staying in a... I, I went to take a look at where my wife and I stayed for six years. A few weeks ago. We stayed in the house for six years. We still pay the rent of the house till today. Still keep the house. But I've not been there in a long time. So I went to see the place. Exactly how we left it. And I was like, we stayed there for six years. And we were content. Praise the Lord. You have to be content <laughs> with what you have. There has, listen, there has never been a time that I have said in my heart, stand before God, oh, I am not content with my wife. If only she can be this. If only I can get another person. Not one day. Is she perfect? No. Did I marry an angel? No. Contentment is a choice. You have to choose. See, everywhere is quiet. You have to choose to be content. This is my lot. Ecclesiastes says, for she is your lot in life. This is my own lot. Everything. I said to my wife, one reason you know, I was, I was speaking with uh, Pastor Pule a few days ago, and he was sharing with me how it feels so good to be debt-free for the first time in his life. He's debt-free. And I was rejoicing with him. You know, I was saying to him that I've never, my wife and I, we've never been in debt for one day. One day. Never been in debt for one day. Until some funny things happened recently that God delivered us. That wasn't really depth, depth. Not one day. Why? Did we have all the money in the world? No. Why? We chose that everything that we need, God will provide. Everything God does not provide, we don't need. At that time. <laughs> so, when we couldn't afford to buy milk, some of you are shocked. Could afford to buy milk? Yes. We believed. That if you eat your breakfast with ordinary water, God will bless it. So we eat our breakfast and we drink water. Until you are content. You are not free. Proverbs 18.11 says, The rich think that their wealth is a strong defense. They imagine it to be a high world of safety. It's just an imagination. People who love and trust money, number one, they never have enough. 
Why am I sharing my own stories? It's simple. So that you can know that if God can help me, God can help you. Praise the Lord. Good. Number two. People who are pursuing money, who, who love and trust money, number two, they have money in their hands, but they don't have peace in their heart. They have money in their hands, but they don't have peace in their heart. Proverbs 15, 16. Proverbs 15, 16 says, Better to have little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasures and what? Inner turmoil. Better. So if any of those three things we are sharing, I mean, I mean, if, 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 if speaks about you, you have been deceived. You need to be delivered from that deception today in Jesus' name. The first one is never having enough. God is my source. He will provide for my needs. If I have a need, I, a need, I go to him. What he provides, I am grateful for. What has, what has not been provided for yet, I am praying about. But in the meantime, I am content. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so you know, how, how do you know you don't have peace? Same thing. If I can say, if I say, if only I can have more money, A, B, C, D. If only I can have more money, A, B, C, D. If only I have more money, A, B, C, D. I'm pointing you to the source. I'm saying you don't need more money. You need more of God. And if you can secure God, money will come. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, okay, but pastor, I've been born again for 50-something years. I'm still as poor as a church rat. I don't even know why they say that. If you can get what I'm teaching this series, Money will never be a problem for you in your life. This is not about how to get rich. This is about how to be rich. So number three. Number one, people that love and pursue money, they what? Never have enough. Number two, they... Good. And number three they find it increasingly difficult to give big. People that trust and pursue money, they find it increasingly difficult to give big. And this has nothing to do with whether they have a lot or they don't. Pride is not a function of wealth or poverty. There are poor people that are extremely proud. And there are wealthy people that are extremely humble. And also there are poor people that are humble and rich people that are proud. They find it increasingly difficult to give big. Second Corinthians 8, 2 to 3. Second Corinthians 8, 2 to 3. Talking about 
a church that was a group of people, church believers, that didn't have a lot, and how they gave. This they being tested by many troubles, and they were very poor. It was a very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. Continue now. Next. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it of their own free will. Doesn't one preacher came and manipulated them and, you know, and wind them up, you know, and all that stuff. They gave beyond they could afford. So, giving big, for those that love and trust money, they find it difficult to give big. Back to that story we, we, we shared, you know, you have 10 million dollars. They said, give it away. The first impression of some people is, ah! Why? Then, okay, I will give it away. Then I will set aside some. They did say the, the sum will. I will pay my tithe to pacify my conscience. Then I will give the rest to orphanage. Good strategy, not the instruction. Some says, oh, I mean, I will give my son. I will give my mother. I'll, let's keep it within the family. After all, if I give my husband, uh, it will still touch me. Or if I give my wife, it will still touch me. Or if I give my... People that love and trust money find it increasingly difficult to give big. And the, the challenge of such people is they always say, listen to this, this is the phrase of such people, they always say, I will give when... Oh! We are, okay, trust me, we are paying for a land, okay? That's not what it's about. Oh, I will give when dot, 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 dot. But you know what God is saying? God is saying, give now. He says, no, 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 God, you know what? You make this breakthrough happen, then I will give. I give when the breakthrough happens. God says, no, give now. Then watch the breakthrough happen. Struggle. Praise the name of the Lord. And you can go on and on and on and on and on. But the key thing here is that until we learn how to be content, we can never really be rich. Why? Because how much money does it take for you to be fully satisfied more than you currently have? Then when you get there, how much money will it take for you to be fully satisfied more than you currently have? Then when you get there, and it goes on and 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 on. So the question is, what has God blessed you with now? Are you enjoying what God has blessed you with now? Are you satisfied with what God has blessed you with now? Praise the name of the Lord. 
I'll also pray this morning. There are some of us that are like, wow. The only thing we've been chasing money. We are hearing a message like this. Like, I need to change my priorities. You know? Direct words of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. I need to reorientate myself. I need to make God priority. Let's bow our hearts and bow our heads. I'm not saying this is not the call to those that don't even know God at all. You know God. You are saved. But you are encumbered with chasing money. You have been deceived. You have been swept away by the deceitfulness of riches. Why don't you just talk to God wherever you are and say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Go ahead. Talk to God. Talk to God. Let me make you my focus. You alone. My focus. You alone. Then I want to pray with you if you, if you are here. You are not even saved. You are not born again. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You are saying, Pastor, I am far from God. I am close to church, but I am far from God. I am far from God. I used to be close to God, but I'm far from God. I've never even been close to God before. I know I'm far from God. Pastor, would you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. As we say, we, I don't need you to come forward. I just need to know you are there. Wherever you are seated, Pastor, that is me. Pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. No, no, right there. God bless you. I can see your hand right there. God bless you. Keep your hands up. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you. God bless you. Right there. My brother, right there. At the back. God bless you. Right there. Right there. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. If you have the card, you can put down your hand. Put down your hand and cry to God. You're saying, Pastor, that is me. I am far from God. At the gallery, that is me. Put up that hand. I'm far from God. I need to come to God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you, Lord. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you reveal yourself to them, that you breathe upon them and change, change their lives, Lord. Change their lives totally, totally, totally. Lord, we pray for everyone that has been deceived, every one of us in every area that we have been deceived by riches. We ask that you help us to walk in total freedom. In total freedom, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus.